Lecture Topic Session 1 Striving to Increase the Passion and Quality in Ibada. Once again, we continue with the discussion of the Malfuzat, the statements, the teachings of our Kabir. In particular, this is the Kitab of Hazrat Mawashah Hakimud Akhtar Sahib Rahmatullahi. And the purpose, as discussed many times, is to bring within ourselves those qualities that are required. Purpose becomes, the purpose is that our Islah gets acquired through the barakat of these teachings of our Kabir. So it's purely a muzakara. It is a reminder for myself, all of us, nothing new in these discussions and therefore the intention must always be renewed and refreshed intention is obviously essential for anything in fact nothing comes into existence without an intention if a person he eats for example he only ended up starting to eat because first there was a thought in his mind and an intention that I want to eat, I should eat. It is that intention that gave rise to the action that followed. Without that intention, he wouldn't have ended up eating. For that matter, anything else, person decides something in his mind that I need to do this, or I should do this, and then that brings the action that follows it and a person does what he wanted to do but obviously that is just part of the way the insan and human and every creature for that matter Allah Ta'ala is blessed with this decision that they make within themselves but that intention doesn't have any significance in terms of a person's progress towards Allah Ta'ala <coughs> Apart from that intention is a, the real intention in terms of the purpose for that action. So a person, one is that it came to his mind that he should do something, but the other is the intention of why he should do it. So for example, the thought came in his mind that he should perform Turaqat Salah. So that was the thought first. Then he went ahead and did it. But now why he performed the two rakat salah, that can be a very, very, can be very different intentions behind it. One is that right now, I'm among some people who, I think it will be a good thing for me if they get a good impression of myself. I have some hope with this person now. So now this person will observe me performing the salah in this odd time, 
that now mashallah this person seems to be performing salatul duha it's a odd time now middle of the day so the whole intention has corrupted the action and let alone getting any reward in the court of allah taala for it rather he'll be taken to account he'll be punished for it because this becomes shirk shirk though of a lesser degree but this riya and doing something some act of deen for the attention of people for the praises of people to draw their attention towards oneself that is riya and that nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam has very severely warned against that this is the lesser shirk and akhfa min dabib an-nabl more silent than the walking of an ant the person has to see an ant walking and he goes and puts his ear very close to it also he still won't hear it now that's just an example that is being given that if something had to be detected by sound then it depends now how closely a person is listening to something and uh, he'll pick it up somewhere sometimes he can't see it but he picks up with the sound many things now a person hears a leak somewhere doesn't know where the leak is from but he's hearing something so he detects a problem so now he goes and looks for it where the leak is from because he heard something that sound it led him to the problem but if he can't even hear the sound sometimes there's an underground leak now there's an underground leak and there's thousands of liters of water getting lost now it's only because the bull will come afterwards which will shock him that it now leaked out the whole all his savings to pay for that bull now only he got a shock but the problem was that there was no indication how silently this was getting lost so likewise is this riya comes in very silently person thinks sometimes that everything is fine everything is above board my intention is very clear but where the suddenly creeps in person doesn't even realize and as a result is like that underground leak now and that underground leak thousands of liters are just getting drained away the person is not the wiser until something gives him a rude shock later on so allah forbid that sometimes the actions that we do we think everything is above board but because of lack of muhasaba of checking double checking pondering reflecting and on top of that making istighfar as well and asking allah taala's help and grace and mercy all the time among the things that we have been taught in the hadith sharif that to recite allahumma inni a'udhu bika min ash allahumma inni a'udhu bika an ushtika bika shay'an wa ana a'lam wa astaghfiruka lima la a'lam morning and evening three times this has been mentioned the hadith sharif this is the protection from this minor shirk that allah i seek your protection and ushrika bika shay'a wa ana a'lam that i knowingly ascribe any partner to you and i seek your forgiveness for what i don't even realize so now this was the point that we were talking about is that this creeps in sometimes in a very very silent way so the person now did the action but the intention was completely corrupt the intention was to attract the attention of people to get the praises of people 
So it destroyed the action and any reward for the action is far away. Rather he'll be taken to account for this and be punished for it Allah forbid. But the other niyat is, mashallah, why he did it? Because this is a teaching of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa and there's such great rewards for it and this will become a means of gaining the closeness of Allah Ta'ala this will become a means of filling his heart with that noor now this has become a very positive intention and this positive intention will impact on so many things number one it impacted on that action itself that it now will make it acceptable in the court of Allah Ta'ala provided that it was done correctly also the correct intention doesn't suffice if the method and the manner in which something is done is wrong the intention is also necessary to be correct but then the manner and the method of which something is done that must be correct as well but now nevertheless this has now made it as a starting point acceptable in the court of Allah Ta'ala provided that then is done correctly also so such a great impact that it could have been rejected but now this correct intention has now made it acceptable and then the correct intention is what will add to that quality of it depending what extent of sincerity is there in that intention how deeply genuinely sincere the intention is that is what will enhance the quality of that action and it is the quality of the action obviously in certain aspects the quantity cannot be compromised but after the faraiz, wajibat etc the quality is of utmost importance it is a quality that takes it far ahead so in any case this was just as an introduction that to always renew our intention in these little gatherings as well that the purpose and the intention that we should be having is that this is obviously to please Allah Ta'ala and to bring within our lives those teachings that have been left behind by our Kabir the guidance that they have given us the direction that they have shown us and to inculcate these things in our lives that is the primary object that this becomes part of our lives and it's not just something that is confined to speaking and listening but it then gets transformed into action as well so today we have some malfuzat of Hazrat Shah Hakim Akhtar Sahib so one malfuz here the title of this is Aashiqana Zikr Ki Tez Raftari or Jald Manzil Rasi Aashiqana Zikr making zikr with utmost love so one is zikr sometimes the person is just turning the beads but he doesn't even realize what he has recited on the one side that too is not devoid entirely of benefits because at least his tongue was moving in something very great but unfortunately his heart and mind was absent so he lost out on a tremendously great benefit but this much too is not to be regarded as insignificant that his tongue was involved in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. So that too is to be appreciated. 
that too is Allah Ta'ala's bounty. How many people's tongues move in vulgarity? How many times a person's tongue is moving in ghibat? Person's tongue is moving in obscenity, in lying, in just idle, futile talk. It might not be sinful, but it's just futile. So, compared to all that, here the tongue was moving in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, it's a very big thing. In itself, it's very great. So that too is not to be regarded as insignificant. But nevertheless, one is a person had an opportunity and he did something, but he earned thousands and profits. And then in the same time, and with the same amount of effort, but just with a little bit of increasing the quality, somebody earned a million rand in that time. So now this person who earned a thousand rand, he'll look at him and say, what I did now, something I lost out big time here. In the same amount of time, this person earned a million and I earned a thousand. I, something I'm doing wrong. So now how can this thousand be transformed into a million? This is where this whole lesson comes in. Ashikana zikr. But the zikr of Allah Ta'ala is done with that intense love for Allah Ta'ala. Now, one is ashikana zikr, but this brings us to the point of zikr itself. These prescriptions of zikr are not just something by the way. Not something well done, well and good. Mashallah, very good. And if not done, no loss. No, this is a very important thing in a mu'min's life. If you look into the ayat of the Quran Sharif, the ahadith of Nabiya Kareem Wasallam, the extent of emphasis on zikr the extent of emphasis on zikr, this will highlight that how important this is. Not something just by the way. Yes, it will not be categorized by the fuqaha and has not been categorized by the fuqaha on the level of farz or wajib in that sense, like the asar salah we perform now. Somebody asked what action was this meaning in terms of the category, well it was farz. Maghrib will come, that's farz. And then in between Asr, then the Sikr that is recommended or after Fajr, she says, well that's Nafil, that's Mustahab. So indeed, in the category of the Fuqaha, that is the categorization. That is in order to understand what is the level in terms of the Fiqhi categorization. But, certain, a person needs certain, well supplements, whatever for his health. The doctor tells me, you don't ever miss this out. This medication, don't ever miss it out one day. So he says, but is this faraz or wajib? What is this? He says, well, you'll decide. When you miss it out, you'll know. So some days he decides, no, I'd rather skip this now. I don't need it. And that day suddenly now he's feeling very weak. Because he needed that. He needed that supplement. Otherwise, the balance is not in order in his in his body. Now that's a an example on the physical side of things. For our spiritual balance, this is essential. That spiritual balance which will make us leave what is happening outside to come in time inside for the first salah. And if the spiritual balance is off, then a person won't, that faraiz will start getting affected too. 
First he'll come corners now in terms of jama'at maybe, first he'll come in his own time, then the jama'at will get left, and then Allah forbid even that namaz will become qazatu. So now you're saying, oh, the salah is farz, zikr is not farz, tasbihat is not farz, yes indeed it is not farz in that sense. But neglect in this led to spiritual weakness, and the spiritual weakness built up over time, then the faraiz got left also. The neglect of this mustahab led to spiritual weakness and that spiritual weakness led to involvement in haram. Just like that brakes in the vehicle, now he didn't maintain it. It requires maintenance and now repair service from time to time and some brake fluid and whatever else. So he's not maintaining it. Now he's not maintaining it, so now what happens eventually? Eventually now when he needed to use it in a moment and he couldn't because he's not working in proper manner and it led to a crash. So why did it lead to a crash? Because the maintenance was not there. But now somebody says, but it's a maintenance now, what's a fixing categorization of the maintenance? But that he'll only realize what damage happened when the damage happens when the crash takes place. So likewise, that neglect of zikr, it leads to the, the draining out of that brake fluid and that brake linings get worn out. And then what happens? Now suddenly there's a crash. He can't control his gaze and then he started looking at some haram and when the eyes go in the direction of haram, then everything else starts because the eyes directly impact on the heart. So the corruption that came through the eyes impacts directly on the heart. The heart becomes corrupted. When the heart becomes corrupted then everything is gone because the heart is king. But now where it started off from? The weakness in zikr. This happens over and over again that people go for a holiday somewhere or whatever and say, I don't know, everything went haywire. Everything went haywire. The thing is that everything didn't go haywire. Once Hazrat Shah came Rahmatullah one of the khuddam, he something happened. So Hazrat got upset. So he said, Hazrat Maaf ki jay ghalti ho gayi. Please forgive me. Mistake happened. Ghalti ho gayi. So he reprimanded him on that and said, Ye kaho mene ghalti ki. Say, I made a blunder here. Saying one mistake happened is like as if somebody else is responsible for it. It happened. Just happened out of the blue, like something happens. So now that too is shifting responsibility away. I'm not responsible for this, like as if somebody else is responsible. So take responsibility for your action and say, I am the one who blundered, made the blunder here then you will start becoming conscious about trying to avoid it next time. Otherwise you just made it like sound like something else, something happened now, you, you absolved of it, not your problem. So the issue is that now that neglect in zikr, the neglect in zikr led to this weakness. Because that's the spiritual food. And that weakness now, now the person is in the workplace, and now he's interacting with women there, and he's not concerned about how he's controlling himself and how he's... And then just because, well, it's work. It's just work. 
I mean, work is work now. You have to carry on with work. But then in work, shaitan is doing his work also. In that work, shaitan is also doing his work. And then this person starts doing shaitan's work. Before he knows it, he is now doing shaitan's work. But now all this came from where? From that lack of consistency on zikr in a proper manner and together with that whatever else is required as well which was taken as something well by the way something not so seriously important not something that nice far or wajib so if I don't do it so now it's not such a major problem so now that one thing that that neglect led to this weakness that weakness led to sins and now that becomes a cycle now that one sin leads to another sin and that leads to further weakness and that further weakness leads to more sins. That's the vicious cycle now. So this is the importance of the zikr that we were talking about. That it is not something, by the way, this is very essential. And one is the prescribed zikr. Whatever is prescribed by our mashayikh, then that prescribed zikr in terms of the jahari zikr, so many times we decide la ilaha illallah, so many times Allah, etc. Whatever has been prescribed. So that should be kept to the prescription and if a person <coughs> is consistent over that, on that over time, then he should ask about it, make mashwara and request that it be increased. According to his situation, it may be increased. But that doesn't mean that that's where zikr stops. That is part of the zikr that's meant to be made. Apart from that, the entire day should be filled with zikr. The various azkar and tasbihat and the citations mentioned in the ahadith and the various virtues that have been promised for it. Now for example, لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم And the hadith sharif, Nabi Karim has described this as kanzum min kunuzil jannah. This is a treasure from the treasures of jannah. 99 ailments, this is a remedy for it. Spiritual ailments, this is a remedy for it. Now, during the course of the day, a person is driving somewhere, he's walking somewhere, he's doing some other work, whatever the point issues are. But in that time, how often, every now and again, it's not going to be something that will necessarily happen non-stop, but he could easily recite a few times while going to some walking from one point to another. Then he got busy with his work again, then whatever else had to be done was done. But now some zikr has taken place. This is not just something that's happening on the tongue, but it is connecting him with Allah Ta'ala. It's not just something that is being said and that's where it finished off. This is a connection with Allah Ta'ala. Now in the marketplace, the virtue of reciting the fourth kalima, La ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lahul mulk lahul hamd. And according to some other riwayat, further wordings can be added as well. Yuhi wa yumit, wa huwa hayyun la yamut, biyadihi al-khayr, wa huwa ala kulli shayin qadeer. According to one riwayat, there's a million rewards for this. Now, million, such a short recitation, million rewards, doesn't seem to correlate. But we don't need to correlate it. Allah Ta'ala treasures, there's no shortage of anything in Allah Ta'ala treasures and nothing decreases anything either. But just, as a point of, now, it makes one wonder that this recitation and such great rewards, 
The issue is that this is a place of complete ghaflat. The marketplace is generally a place of ghaflat. People get so immersed in their dunya there that they forget about Allah Ta'ala. Person in his dealing sometimes forgets Allah Ta'ala so much that he forgets to also maintain what is the limit of halal and haram. So now he says, whatever brings the money in, no matter what it is, how correct it is or how wrong it is, doesn't matter. What corners he's cutting doesn't matter. And then cutting the corners is sometimes nothing left of it, he cut everything out. So that's how deeply ghafil the person becomes, that let alone anything else, he's become ghafil of even Allah's command of what is permissible and what is not. And then sometimes it might not be a matter of the dealings itself, person is careful about his dealings in terms of the transactions, but then the business world becomes another place. The marketplace is like another, like this is something apart from a person, his deen doesn't govern it, in terms of how he conducts himself. So mashallah, he's conscious about his transactions, he's not doing anything haram in terms of dealings, but now, it doesn't matter who he's looking at and how he's looking at, and how he's talking to somebody, and now what is work, and what has transgressed the bounds of work. Now he says, no, no, this is part of just courtesy. Now he's becoming courteous with all the non-mahrams there. And that courtesy is opening the door to shaitan's work. And the next thing, he was first courteous and then he became more than courteous. Now all these are shaitan's handiwork. How shaitan takes a person in such a subtle way, person doesn't realize from where to where things went away. And then now in the zamana that we are in, then now that work interaction is carried along home. That interaction which was work, but when past work, then is carried along home. Now there's, now he has to interact from home also, on social media, whatever, it's all work. But, but now that work, what kind of work it is? Allah Ta'ala is the way, what kind of work it is? That what work it is, it's shaitan's work. Allah Ta'ala knows the heart. يَعْلَمُ خَائِنَةَ الْأَعْيُنُ وَمَا تُخْفِ الصُّدُورُ Allah Ta'ala knows the deception of the eye and what the heart conceals, what the niyat is. Started off on the discussion of niyat. So that message that is being sent, what is the niyat of that? That work message that is being sent, what is the niyat behind that work message? Sometimes that work message is purely lust. And it is shaitan. But Allah Ta'ala knows. Allah Ta'ala knows what's going on in the heart. One incident as the Tanvi Rahmatullah has written, we, in a way, gone off the topic, but nevertheless, whatever Allah Ta'ala wills. As Tanvi Rahmatullah has mentioned one incident, one person was, good person, he was a jeweler. Now as a jeweler, all his customers buy a large woman. So one day, one woman came in to buy some jewelry. So now part of that purchase before somebody is going to buy something, especially spending so much of money on some piece of jewelry, they're going to want to try it out and see how it looks and whatever else. So now this person, 
she wanted to buy some bangle so now she wanted to try it out so the simple and sim- the correct thing to do was to have just placed it in front well okay try it out and see whether it's you know, the right size or whatever the case is so in that moment of now giving it to try out he decided to put it on but that's where shaitan already was working and in the on the pretext of putting it on to try and so to say make it because maybe it's something now how it needs to clip on and whatever else so that was the pretext that was the outer just the pretense of what is being done but the intention was already corrupted and the intention was to now touch the person which he did so in any case he made it sound like it was just work related but he got covered up so to say that evening he came home he came home so he found his wife crying so after what happened why you crying so after composing herself after a while you see something today unimaginable happened so what happened so now there was some childhood they had from childhood as a baby brought him up in their household like for example sometimes there's a helper there's some servant or somebody that is now working so now that person has a child that child is growing up in this person's house now years go by like that so now from childhood now he's being brought up so now he became part of the household so to say but that doesn't mean that he becomes a mahram if he's not a mahram then when he is now close to becoming of age then the laws of parda apply so in any case now this probably wasn't being upheld so now she's saying that we had so much of reliance and trust on this young boy who grew up in our house and we treated him as a son and could never ever imagine that he will have any kind of wrong intentions but today on the pretext of passing something to me he touched me wrongly now as soon as she said that he started crying so now she asked him but what's what you crying for now so he said no what happened today is my fault what happened today is my fault so how can that be your fault this is what he did here at home you were not even present how can that be your fault is this was the reaction of my action it doesn't always happen in such a dramatic way it doesn't always happen so glaringly but he says what happened what i did deliberately i transgressed somebody else so this rebounded on me now that intention lies away what's going on what is the purpose behind that action what is the purpose behind that message what is the purpose behind that instruction outwardly is just a work instruction what is the purpose behind it what is the lurking in the heart when that instruction was given when that message was sent there's something in the heart and all this as mentioned right at the beginning that simple action like eating it starts off with an intention there's an intention i want to eat i'm feeling hungry so i need to eat that's a thought the thought is that intention that is then gets things in motion and now the person goes forward and then he wants to eat something he decides to do something anything starts off with something that becomes an intention 
And this is the issue with these actions that we very seldom really search and check within ourselves. What is the motivation? We just take it for granted it's done. What is the motivation? To stop and think from time to time. It may not be something that every action will be able to but to sometimes scan the day. I did so many things today. That person I spoke to, that message I sent, that instruction I gave, or whatever else something. What was the motivation behind it? What was the intention? What was the underlying thing behind it? And that I may detect it or don't detect it properly, but Allah Ta'ala knows. Allah Ta'ala knows the depth of the heart. Allah Ta'ala knows the deception of the eye and what the heart conceals. So now, the aspect we were discussing was the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. When that zikr is neglected, then this weakness sets in. And when this weakness sets in, then it brings about a compromise in fulfilling Allah Ta'ala's commands. And then it opens a door towards falling into things that are wrong sinful things because the brakes weaken also that brake lining weakens the brake fluid dries up now is the time to restrain himself brakes are failing can't restrain himself and then when he doesn't restrain himself that results in even greater weakness and then one thing leads to another so this is where again it comes to the point of the discussion that we were start, we started off with Ashikana Zikr. One is the Zikr itself, but then the Zikr with the love of Allah Ta'ala. Consciously making Zikr of Allah Ta'ala in an Ashikana manner, the intensely the love of Allah Ta'ala being in the heart, that is the Zikr has a very different effect. So that quotes Mawla Rumi Rahmatullah Sher Zahid Har Mahe Yak Roza Rah Sher Arif Har Dame Ta Takhte Shah Mawla Rum Rahmatullah He gave tremendous Subhanallah His Ma'arif Masnavi 28,000 couplets 28,000 couplets filled with the Ishq of Allah Ta'ala and lessons taking one towards Allah Ta'ala and the thing about this Masnavi Sharif, it stops very abruptly. Normally, there's a book, whatever it might be, whatever subject matter, then it starts off with an introduction, then builds up, then the entire discussion, then there'll be a conclusion, and maybe some summary of whatever the whole discussion was, and especially a very voluminous book. But there'll be some, some way things now, then wind down and come to a to conclusion. Masnavi Sharif, it stops very abruptly. If a person is talking about some subject and is like halfway through or whatever amount is through, but he's still busy in the subject manner, he stops. And the last couple of days, something to this effect, I don't have the words in mind, but the, the message in that last couple of days is that that inspiration that was coming has stopped, so therefore it stops. That inspiration that was bringing about these couplets, that inspiration has stopped. Therefore, this book has stopped now. When Allah wills, Allah will cause somebody else to complete it. And many hundred years later, Mufti Ilahi Bakhsh Khandilwi Rahmatullah he came and completed the Masnavi Sharif. 
Now, this is something which is great, great. Ahlullah, they used to study this book and they used to discuss it, and they used to explain it. This was something which was his speciality and he used to say that this is my aag bari hui hai. It's filled with fire. Not fire of a, the physical type, the fire that lights up the heart and ignites the heart in the love of Allah Ta'ala. But it is something of a very high level. It was something that it, just people like us can easily understand. We are reliant on the explanation of the ulama ikram and the mashayikh of what is in Masnavi Sharif. One alim, several times he asked Mufti Mahmud Sahib Rahmatullahi as I want to study the Masnavi Sharif. One time, after a while again, second, one husband told him, I am not capable of this. Actually, the message was to him, are you capable of understanding it? It was not that he was not capable, he was more than capable. But in any case, that's not the point right now. The lesson, nevertheless, just to understand what he's saying here, he's saying, Sere Zahid har mahe yak roza rah. Sere Arif har dame ta takhte shah. That the ordinary person who is going along, but his heart is not filled with that marifat of Allah Ta'ala. He sometimes, in one month's time, over one month, he accomplishes the work of one day. So he made effort for one month, so to say. Over one month, he accomplishes the work of one day. And on the other side is the Arif. Sere Arif har dame ta The Arif of Allah Ta'ala, in every breath, he reaches the Arsh of Allah Ta'ala. In every breath, that special qurb and closeness of Allah Ta'ala that he is blessed with, the person who is devoid of that marifat is also making the same zikr. But in one month he accomplishes what this person's one, meaning one breath also is going far beyond that. So the lesson in this is, the lesson one is of the zikr itself obviously, but the lesson of bringing that marifat in, the marifat of Allah Ta'ala, inculcating that marifat, developing that marifat, that recognition of Allah Ta'ala. When that marifat comes and that muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala settles in the heart, that two rakats will still take the same amount of time. Meaning that two rakats that normally a person was performing, that two rakats of sunnat of fajr for example, so it's sunnah to recite in the two rakats of fajr in the first rakat surah kafirun and the second rakat surah ikhlas. So that same sunnah, mashallah he was making that two rakats of sunnah of fajr in that manner with those two surahs being recited in the two rakats. So you see in three minutes, four minutes, if the marifat of Allah Ta'ala comes, he's still going to make that two rakats in the same manner with the same two surahs he's going to recite. Previously he was reciting five tasbihs, maybe seven tasbihs in his ruku, sajda, whatever else was being done, he's still going to do the same. But the two rakats of an arif of Allah wa Ta'ala, somebody whose heart is infused with the marifat of Allah Ta'ala, is worth more than a hundred thousand rakats of a ghair arif. Obviously, depending on the level of marifat, on the level of his muhabbat for Allah Ta'ala, how close he comes. After all, what is the distinguishing factor between the sahaba kiram 
at the rest of the ummah that in the hadith sharif nabi sallallahu alaihi says that if one of the rest of the ummah anybody from the rest of the ummah if he gives the entire mountain of gold in sadaqa he cannot match the reward that a sahabi will get from giving one handful of grain in the path of allah taala now where is one handful of grain and the equivalent of a mountain full that quantity can't compare where is a mountain full in one hand but this has far greater reward than on what basis because the marifat of the sahaba ikram with the barakat of the company of nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam in that one moment of the sahabat of nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam that barakat took them to that level of marifat where somebody after the sahaba his whole life he can't reach his whole life he won't be able to reach that level of marifat which a sahabi got even in the first moment in the company of nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam because that first moment transferred him onto the level of sahabiyat so now the whole difference came in the level of marifat that changed the quality of that amal the quality of that ikhlas in that amal and the ikhlas is proportionate to the level of marifat the ikhlas in that amal will grow to the extent of marifat and if marifat is missing then that amal will be done for ghairullah if marifat is missing then it will be done for something else for name and fame for whatever else to impress people then it will be done the same amount of action maybe far more action in quantity but in quality it will be zero let alone zero it will be in the red because it's been done for ghairullah so the lesson here is being given is that the marifat of allah tbaraka wa taala is to be acquired baaz log zikr ki kamiyat se mahroom hai yani zikr hi nahi karte aur baaz log zikr ki kamiyat to puri kar lete hain magar zikr ki kaifiyat e khassa yani dard e mohabbat se zikr ka ehtimam nahi karte as say some people they are even deprived of the quantity of zikr meaning they don't make any zikr at all it's not even on the tongue there is no zikr happening in any way and others alhamdulillah there is some quantity in place they are making some zikr and as mentioned earlier that too is not to be regarded as insignificant that zikr of allah taala which is just on the tongue is not to be regarded as insignificant because allah taala's name is very great but it's still far away from where one needs to reach if the heart is not in it so therefore Allah says that some people, mashallah, the quantity is there, but they are not taking the effort, making the effort, and taking the care to bring the quality into it, to bring that specific kafiyat into it, and that feeling into the zikr that is missing. As a result, the full benefit is not being received. Some benefit will always be there because Allah's name is never devoid of benefits. But what could have been achieved? as discussed earlier one is somebody mashallah made some effort and he earned 1000 rands but in the same time the same extent of effort but with a better quality would have earned him 100000 so now why deprive oneself of that this is now the quality how it will transform transform it 
سو حضرت فرق سیز عام لوگ ذکر کی تعداد تو پوری کر لیتے ہیں لیکن درد محبت کے ساتھ والحانہ اور عاشقانہ ذکر نہیں کرتے دیٹ ذکر ود محبت اب اللہ تعالیٰ ود درد محبت ڈیپ ڈاؤن ود پین آف لو ان دا ہارٹ اینڈ ریممبرنگ اللہ تعالیٰ ان دیٹ مینا دس از سم تھنگ وچ از انفارچونیٹلی مسنگ ایسے ذکر کا نفع اور اثر کامل نہیں ہوتا دا بینیفٹ آف دس ٹائپ آف ذکر از ناٹ ٹوٹل ناٹ زیرو بٹ از ناٹ ٹوٹل میننگ مچ مور کوڈ ہیو بین اچیوڈ بٹ وی لاسٹ آؤٹ آن دیٹ ذکر کی عاشقانہ کیفیت اللہ والوں کی صحبتوں سے حاصل ہوتی ہے بٹ ناؤ دا کوشچن کمز دیٹ وے ول دس ٹائپ آف ذکر دس کوالٹی آف ذکر بی اچیو دس کمز فرام دی صحبت اینڈ دی کمپنی آف دی پائس آف دی ٹرو ذاکرین دوز ہو ہیو ایکوائر دیٹ معرفت آف اللہ تعالیٰ دوز ہو ہیو دیٹ محبت آف اللہ تعالیٰ ان دیر کمپنی اینڈ وے دیٹ از ناٹ ایزلی ایکسیسبل ان دیر کتاب فرام دیر رائٹنگ فرام ریڈنگ اباؤٹ دیر ٹیچنگ اینڈ دیر لیسنس This is the substitute of it. Ji. Walihana zikr aur halat-e-zikr mein wajd ka subut. Further to substantiate what is being discussed, Hazrat says this is not something that just is a just some something somebody has just said from their own side. We find the basis for this in the Hadith Sharif. meaning the quality of zikr that should be made and the zikr that should be made with the intense love and muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala so in the one hadith sharif in mishkat sharif sabakal mufarridun now this is Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says sabakal mufarridun the tarjuma of this is yani ahle muhabbat baazi le gaye jo walihana zikr karte hai حضرت عزیز یہ ترجمہ شیخ نے فضائل ذکر میں کیا ہے حضرت شیخ رحمۃ اللہ علیہ شیخ ذکر رحمۃ اللہ علیہ ان فضائل ذکر فضائل ذکر از ان اردو پرائمرلی اوریجنلی دین از ٹرانسلیٹڈ ان ٹو دا ادر لینگویجز حضرت شیخ رحمۃ اللہ علیہ ٹرانسلیٹڈ دس ان اردو دیٹ دوز ہو انگیج ان ذکر ان دس ود دس انٹینس لو دے ہیو گون فا اہیڈ So Shah Kimatul Sahib Rahmatullah Ali says, just the summary of what he has written thereafter, he says that I was a little, there was a question in my mind, that does the Shaykh Rahmatullah Ali translated the Sabakal Mufarridun as those who make zikr with intense love. On what basis he translated this word in this manner? That they make zikr with intense love. Where did this come from? So he says, this was a question in my mind. So, this was something which I wasn't clear about because in another Hadith Sharif it is mentioned that when the Sahaba asked Nabi Kareem Wasallam that who are the Mufarridun? Because this was not clearly understood that what is being referred to by the Mufarridun. So in the explanation of this, Nabi Kareem Wasallam said, Al-Zakirin Allah kathira wa zakira those who remember Allah Ta'ala excessively men and women who remember Allah Ta'ala excessively Nabi Kareem himself 
explained Mufarridun to Mindas. So now this is the explanation Nabi Salaam gave. So now the translation Walihan Azikar. Those who make zikr with intense muhabbat, where this came from? You see, this was now a question in my mind. So I thought about it, and then I it came to mind that this is actually not directly from the wording of the Hadith Sharif. This translation is from the indication of this Hadith. That those who remember Allah Ta'ala excessively, only such people will excessively remember Allah Ta'ala who love Allah Ta'ala intensely. So though what is mentioned is excessive remembrance, but somebody doesn't do this excessively except if that muhabbat is there. Man ahabba shay'an akthara zikrahu The one who loves something, he will bring it excessively on his tongue. People are sometimes so infatuated with certain things, so obsessed with things, with material things. Somebody is obsessed with his car, somebody is obsessed with his business, somebody is obsessed with some other thing. So now you will find the person non-stop talking about it. He can go on hours. Now why he's talking hours? Somebody else got tired in five minutes. But he's not getting tired after five hours also. Because he has that passion for it. They call it a passion, they say. See, the passion that's driving him. So now that passion is driving him, but he's driving everybody else crazy around him. Because they're not interested in what he's talking about. But now this passion. So now what is making him talk so much about it? That passion. So now that the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam said, Az-Zakirin Allah Kathira wa Zakirat. Who is going to excessively remember Allah Ta'ala? Those who have that passion of remembrance, who have that love for Allah Ta'ala. So you see, first this question was in mind and I was searching the answer. This came to mind that this is from the indication that has come out of this explanation. But he says subsequent to that, Allah Ta'ala opened it out to me to search for this in the commentaries of the muhaddithin. He says, I went and opened up the commentaries. Now, depends on what a person's passion. Some people research a lot of things. But now they're researching and researching dunya all the time. And some people are researching what is going to take them closer to Allah Ta'ala. What is the deeper meaning of these teachings of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the ayat of the Quran Sharif itself? That's the passion. That is the passion to develop, to get further in deen, to become more closer to Allah Ta'ala. So, any case he says, I started opening up the commentaries, and then in the commentary of Muslim Sharif, the commentary of Imam Nawi Rahimahullah, I came across this explanation, that in the explanation of the loves and the word Mufarridun, Imam Nawi Rahimahullah, he explains it with another word. He says, هُمُ الَّذِينَ اِهْتَزُّوا بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ There are people who, like a person sometimes, something like this, overcomes him in joy. Some joy and state of ecstasy overcomes him. So he involuntarily gets into some kind of movement at that time. Involuntary movement. So now that involuntary movement is actually an indication of some very high level of ecstasy. This is something mentioned in another Hadith Sharif. That the true Zakirin are those that this 
level of zikr brings them into this ecstasy. Now this is not just some kind of pretense of some sort, but this is the height of the zikr. And then he explains, Al-Mufridun alladheena la lazzata lahum illa bi zikrihi wa la ni'mata lahum illa bi shukrihi. That these Mufridun, this Mullah Ali Qari rahmatullahi explains. They have no enjoyment in anything except with the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. And there is no ni'mat for them except with the shukr of Allah Ta'ala. If they haven't been truly grateful to Allah Ta'ala, then they feel this is not mine, I don't deserve this. And never we deserve anything, but every ni'mat they are deeply immersed in shukr, and nothing has any enjoyment for them if it's devoid of the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. If Allah Ta'ala's zikr is missing in it, not worth it. So this is the very important lesson, the lesson of the zikr of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, the, zik- the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, one is the quantity, which is very important itself, and as mentioned, kasrat zikr. Kasrat zikr is essential for this tazkiyah nafs, for this purification of the heart, because from all directions there is all the time ghaflat attacking the heart. And especially out there in the dunya, in the working environment, and wherever else for that matter, ghaflat is attacking the heart almost non-stop. And now in such an environment of ghaflat all around, if zikr is missing also, then there is no defense, there is no protection there. Then the heart is just open to being attacked. And when the heart is one of the whole day getting attacked with all that ghaflat, then getting attacked with all the haram glances, because now the ghaflat leads one thing to another. And now when all that haram sits in the heart, then the pleasure of halal goes away also. When the haram overcomes the heart, then the person has no inclination towards halal then. So the person now is taking all the haram enjoyment from the non-maharams in the workplace, so when he comes home, he is disinclined. And then there is only a drama at home. Then. But often, not necessarily all the time, but often the underlying cause is this. The underlying cause is the haram that took place outside. It becomes a barrier from enjoying the halal inside. And this is not something that is just words, just a theory, just something abstract. This is many a person who gave his personal experience, many a person, not one, two, many people, who Allah Ta'ala's Tawfiq came, so they made Tawbah, they changed the direction of things, they became conscious of their gaze, they became conscious of protecting their heart as well, and they say, there's been a complete transformation in my relationship with my wife now. They say that this is a completely different situation at home now. But I can't explain it why. What happened? I didn't do anything for that purpose, to try and change that situation at home. No, what you did by coming back to Allah Ta'ala and by protecting yourself from the haram for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, so the giver of happiness and pleasure is Allah alone. So when the haram was given up for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala puts the pleasure in halal there. Allah Ta'ala puts that happiness in halal. Allah Ta'ala puts that attraction in halal. And otherwise, the halal might be more attractive than all the haram outside, but it looks like nothing.
Why? Because the haram is the blinkers of haram on the eyes. And the blinkers of haram on the eyes, so you look through those haram blinkers, you see everything in a completely corrupted manner. But when the eyes are kept clean, then haram will be seen as haram and the gaze will get lowered immediately. And that will become a means of the pleasure of halal. So Allah Ta'ala has a system in dunya, like everything else has a system that Allah has made in dunya for other things. Likewise, this is part of that system. That to the extent that a person will protect himself from haram for Allah Ta'ala. And that is a challenge, that is a test that the nafs and heart go through. But he undertakes that mujahada for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala doesn't allow that to go in vain. It's not lost. It's just that we don't realize where that benefit is coming already in dunya. It's not all credit for the akhirat. Not all credit for the akhirat. One person, somebody had just on this word credit now, something coming to mind. So, Alhamdulillah, he had done something, some khidmat, some work, whatever. But it just happened that somebody else somehow, in some way, claimed the credit for it. In other words, they made it look like as if they did it. And they, it's a social media world now. So now, they advertise it as they're doing. Now this person said, look, I don't need the credit for this, but I'm still confused about why this person did this. Because I know what happened, what transpired here. And he might have been involved maybe 5%, and the other 95% others did. But he has claimed the credit for it, 100% now, as if it was all he's doing. So now when this person brought this up, so I said, well, regardless of whoever claimed the credit, be rest assured that your account didn't go in debit. In the Akhirat, in the court of Allah Ta'ala, his claiming credit didn't credit anything into his account. And if you didn't get the credit in dunya, doesn't mean you went in debit. Rather be happy about it. Be happy about it because Allah Ta'ala kept it hidden. So now even Shaitan can't even use this to take you in a different direction. That now when this becomes known, okay, who's responsible for it? So somebody might pass some good comment with the goodness of his heart. Somebody else might say something. Allah forbid your heart starts changing then. And this is something which mentioned in, in the, this is actually the statement of one of the tabi'een that sometimes a person does something with complete ikhlas total ikhlas Allah's pleasure alone no ulterior motive after it got completed, now shaitan got behind him and carried on whispering something, whispering something so first he started whispering a little bit about it said, well, okay, you know now and then we do some things now we also involved in this and that and the other so he started whispering about it a little bit. Then he started talking more about it. And then he started trumpeting about it. That which was done with total ikhlas now gets cut off from the register of ikhlas and is brought in the register of riyah. So now you didn't get the credit for it in dunya. It didn't put you in debut in akhirat. But rather this is also in your advantage. That this saved you from the traps of nafs and shaitan. So this was Allah Ta'ala's grace upon you. Allah Ta'ala kept it preserved for you.
and pre- prevented the situation from becoming a, a morsel for nafs and shaitan as well. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq. Allah ta'ala fill our hearts with his remembrance, with his ma'rifat, with his muhabbat. Allah ta'ala enable us to get closer to him, make us among his close servants. Allah ta'ala keep us steadfast on deen, grant us complete and perfect iman, take us on perfect iman, raise us on the qiyamah with perfect iman. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا الحمد لله رب العالمين إن شاء الله أفضل المغرب سلام درود سلام وذكر دعاء لله في شوفك